Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Gian. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will preach and teach to us the good news of the gospel for this Sunday, November 26, 2023. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions. We at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. within the church calendar. We already know that our church has its own calendar year. And the calendar year for us is not the, the linear from January to December. It is a circular Cycle A, Cycle B, Cycle C that starts with and ends on the Feast of Christ the King, which is next Sunday. Next Sunday, therefore, the Feast of Christ the King is the beginning and the end of Cycle A this year. Next year, we begin the cycle B. So before anything else, let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith, reflect on it with hope, and uh, realize it with love, following the example of your only begotten Son from whom we find uh, freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So now, we shall read or listen to the reading of the Gospel arranged and uh, assigned to next Sunday's Gospel. This Sunday's Mass, the Sunday Gospel is taken from Matthew 25, verses 31 to about 40. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, 
Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Thank you. Thank you very much for reading for us the Sunday Gospel on Christ the King. Immediately, let us distinguish Christ the King, the doctrine which we are being taught, and Christ the King, the feast that we are celebrating. Christ the King as doctrine is taught, of course, by Jesus Christ himself in Matthew, in John, and in Luke. But the feast is relatively new. Here now, I'd like to focus our attention on the feast that we are celebrating because this afternoon at 2 o'clock we shall reflect on Christ the King the doctrine I shall be privileged to give a reflection on this this afternoon I repeat at 2 o'clock at the Sacred Heart Church Center and I invite you to them. So here we are now trying to how to celebrate this feast of Christ the King. This feast was first established by Pope Pius XI way back on December 11. 1925 long time ago why was this instituted by the Pope because at that time communism with its manifesto has been attracting men especially men working in the mines and so to counteract that attraction, Pope Pius XI challenged the faithful men at that time, the men of faith, to precisely go out to the streets with lighted candles to show, to demonstrate a demonstration of faith in Christ the King and remain therefore as Catholics. So, Pope Pius XI with his encyclical letter Quas Primas he tried to explain how we should celebrate this feast which we have been already been believing. He says 
Pope Pius XI said that you men of faith go out into the streets demonstrate your faith your loyalty and love for Christ the King against communism so he assigned the last Sunday of October at that time so October the last Sunday of October 1926 already was the first celebration of the Feast of Christ the King. But then in Vatican II, Pope John XXIII in his Vatican Council has somehow changed the day, not anymore on the last Sunday of October, but already on the Feast of Christ the King, which I said earlier is the beginning and the end of the cycle year. Christ the King. This year is November 26, 2023. How therefore should we celebrate it? Remember, according to the Pope, the main feature of the feast is the procession, the public demonstration of our faith. So since then, this has been done either by dioceses or by archdioceses or by district among priests or by vicariates or by parishes. I don't know this year how this will be celebrated, but that is how the celebration of the feast of Christ the King. Why, therefore, we celebrate? What is there to demonstrate? How are we subjects of the King? Because at Mass, in the creed, we already say, I believe in our Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died, and was buried on the third day. He rose again. Then he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's from there that he reigns over us. How, therefore, do we celebrate this? You know, when there is this procession of Christ the King, originally, I repeat, only men were invited to participate. But then, during the post-Vatican two days, men and women have been participating in this celebration. So we stick to that. Men and women participating in the celebration of Christ the King, the feast as a demonstration of our faith. Okay. How therefore do we behave as loyal and loving subjects of Christ the King? Let us be helped by our devotion to Senor Santo Nino, 
we have this icon, this visual aid, this statue of Señor Santo Niño. As a visual aid, as an icon and not an idol, it can help us make our devotion to Christ the King sincere, grounded on sound doctrine and guided by strict discipline. How? Take a good look. Look at Jesus as a child and yet crowned with a royal crown as king. On his left hand he holds the universe. On his right hand he holds the scepter. And he is attired in royal red. That is how Christ, even as a child, God made man. How he presents himself to us with his presence, his power, and his providence. How, therefore, as devotees of Señor Santo Niño, already as king, how do we celebrate this feast? I repeat, mainly with the procession, but we may not all, not all be able to do that. At home, therefore, and at work, how do we celebrate this feast of Christ the King? In the Gospel according to St. Matthew, this afternoon we shall try to precisely reflect on what happened then. But then now we know that Jesus has told us that you are blessed by my Father as long as you perform works of mercy. food to the hungry, drink to the thirsty, shelter to the homeless, clothing to the naked, care to the sick and to the prisoner. Works of mercy is what our Lord has been saying to us. As long as we live, so our life of Mercy, our being merciful to the miserable, is one way of celebrating the feast of Christ the King. Now, Jesus has been saying to us that I am the way, the truth, and the life. How, therefore, should we celebrate this feast of Christ the King? By precisely following his way because if there is no way there is no going 
Secondly, that we learn His truth. Because without the truth, there is no knowing. And thirdly, that we live His life, because without life, there is no living. So that's another way of celebrating this feast of Christ the King. The truth that Jesus said about himself, about his kingdom of peace, we are already taught by Pope John the Twenty-Third that Christ's kingdom of peace is above all a kingdom of truth, justice, love, and freedom. So that's another duty and other salvation for us to learn and live by. How are we telling the truth? How are we observing justice for all? How are we loving one another? And how are we respecting each other's freedom? Freedom from fear. Freedom from force. Freedom from fraud. And how are we respecting the freedom for the duty and the right to be good and to do good. So there you have another way of celebrating this feast of Christ the King. We do not anymore, I repeat, need any time or space to prove that Christ is our King in our hearts and in our homes. We do not need that anymore. What we need is precisely to demonstrate publicly or privately our loyalty and love for Christ who is our King And that is what we mean whenever we sing Christos vincit, meaning Christ conquers. Christos reigneth, meaning Christ reigns. And Christos imperat, meaning Christ commands. So we celebrate this feast of Christ the King when He has conquered for us Satan, the evil one. He has redeemed us from the slavery of sin. Secondly, He reigns over us through His church. The precepts of the church which we are obliged to obey 
and then he commands us not only with the Ten Commandments according to Moses but to his two commandments of love God and love freedom love your neighbor the feast of Christ the King I repeat since it is celebrated on the beginning and at the end of every year we actually worship Christ as the Alpha and the Omega the Alpha the beginning and the Omega the end of our individual and collective lives Christ the King is by the way the titular of two parishes at least I know of two parishes within the Archdiocese of Cebu before it is broken into three dioceses in the parish of Alang Alang in Manjawi Christ the King is the titular not the patron saint no because Christ the King cannot be a patron saint because he is the one to whom we pray and in the parish of Bulak in Dumanhog Christ the King is the titular of the parish not the patron of the parish so on this coming Sunday let us rejoice with the whole Catholic world in celebrating this feast which is relatively new I repeat but remaining in our devotion to Christ the King the doctrine the teaching whom which we believe firmly and therefore challenging us to behave faithfully I pause here for some of your reflections I repeat not so much on the doctrine and devotion as to the feast and the celebration. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Okay, 
why did the issue on Freemasonry only came about after a Filipino bishop raised the issue? Happy. Why did the issue on Freemasonry only came about after a Filipino bishop raised the issue? Well, the church is always free. Freedom has been given to each archdiocese or archbishop to decide how to celebrate the feast. So, it was the CBCP itself that decided that this is the way to celebrate, not always as diocese could be parochial, etc., as long as it is celebrated with a procession, if not on the streets within the church campus, just to show that we indeed are loyal and loving subjects of Christ the King. Good evening, Thanks for giving the history of the Feast of Christ the King. It is very important to remember the mercy of Christ the King, that communism is no longer threat today. I have a better appreciation now, especially the procession as a demonstration of our faith. That's true. That's true. Let us try now to demonstrate in a public or private way that Christ indeed conquers, reigns, and commands us, not only within our hearts, but within our homes. Hello Mons, thank you for the practical tips how to celebrate the Feast of Christ the King for us to perform works of mercy and following His way. Very nice reminder for us this season of giving. Remember, following the way of Christ is not easy. Remember that learning the truth is not easy. And living the life of Christ is not easy. But always with the help of God's mercy, we can do that. Follow the way, learn the truth, and live the life of Christ. Hi, Mons. Hi. I'm happy of the reflection questions you gave. How are we telling the truth? How are we loving and respecting each other's freedom? Beautiful reminders to live by beyond the feast itself. That's true. The feast is, of course, an occasion for rejoicing. 
believing and behaving joyfully as subjects loyal and loving of Christ the King whom we have not elected whom we did not vote for because it is his divine right to be our king Mons, good morning. The feast of Christ the King, usually before Advent. Why did the church design it this way? As I have said, the church after Vatican II has decided that Christ the King be celebrated on the beginning and at the end of every liturgical year, which is, I repeat, not linear, but circular. So, Christ the King is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega of our believing and behaving day after day. Remember, we may be tempted to say, we may be tempted to say to the Good Shepherd King Jesus that we are no sheep. We have minds and wills of our own that we may be tempted to say but in answer to that let us be humble enough to say to Christ your kingdom come your will be done on earth Hi Mons Hi if we cannot join the procession in celebration of the feast, how can we celebrate it at home? How I remember my own mother, who could not go out to the streets, had candles, lighted candles on the windows, and any stampita so that those who are participating in the procession may also see that even at home with just our lighted candle a symbol of our living faith we also celebrate his feast at home there are so I have enumerated those ways of celebrating the feast of Christ the King. Thank you again, Monsignor, you. for the valuable inputs. There is a video 
that in communist China, there are many Catholic churches showing that there are many Catholics and comparing that they have the biggest church compared to other places. My not-so-devoted Catholic friend has been circulating this video. Is there truth on this? I have the idea that there is much persecution in communist China. What can we do to stand up for the truth of the matter? Thank you, Mons. Some people, out of their loyalty and love for Christ the King, have built statues in Florence, Italy, the great preacher Savonarola, the Dominican preacher, built a high, tall statue of Christ the King. But bigger than that was the 30-foot statue of Christ the King built by the people of Mexico. It could be seen from different distances. But we are told that when there was a revolution in Mexico, they pulled down that high and tall Christy King. But then the idea the devotion to Christ the King was a fire in the Mexicans after the revolution and they rebuilt another statue now visible in Mexico Christ the King in Cebu I remember we had a priest here who was building statues of Christ the King in almost every parish Cristo Rey that has been our way of demonstrating with a statue, Christ the King. Hello, Mons. Yeah. We look forward to your reflection this afternoon with the paintings of different faces of Christ the King. Salamat, Mons, and the talented artist. See you there. See you at 2 this afternoon. We shall be together in looking at Jesus and listening to him as Christ the King. So here I stop and ask for God's final blessing. The Lord be with you. May the Almighty God bless you the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so, thank you again, and see you next Friday, God willing. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next 
weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Gian signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Gian, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time, 